where you going, Mr. Long? <laughs> Ready to listen to some good tunes and uh, chat about them a little bit. Yeah. You know? Doesn't that song just, it just puts you in a good mood. And why not be in a good mood? Because it's Godfather. It's Godfather time. Fodderheads, we are back with another episode. And we are going to talk about Woodstock. Woodstock. Woodstock it is. Before you and I were even alive. Yeah. Yep. Not even a... Not even a thought at that time. Yep. We, we, we need to go back. There's just so much to talk about this uh, this festival, this music celebration, um, and really the event more than, than anything yeah. else. 50 years yeah. this month. It's, we're, we're, we're just past it. So wow. August 15th was the kickoff, 1969. So we're, we're a couple weeks past. But you know what? Godfather is here. That's right. And we're going right. to be able to have That's a little right. memory, have a little fun. And that's what this uh, podcast is all about. If we can add a little value, have a little fun at the same time, uh, we're going to do it. Because we know that there are lots of other things that you could be listening to. Uh, 750,000, in that's fact. What, that's what we hear. Uh, and uh, that you're tuning in is uh, music to our ears. Uh, so, welcome. Welcome. Groovy. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hot seat, Mr. Long. We All got right. 10 questions about Woodstock, okay. uh, and we'll see see what you know, if okay. anything. Question number one, was Woodstock named a fair, festival, exposition, or all three? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say uh, festival. It was all three. Okay. Billed as the Woodstock Music and Art Fair presents an Aquarian Exposition in White Lake, New York. Huh. Three days of peace and music, but has also been called the Woodstock Music Festival. All right. Interesting. All right. Next question. How many acts performed at this event? Any guess? I'm, I, I can give you some options. but Give me, give me some options. Right. I think it's in the upper 20s. Okay. So... We'll say 20, uh, 25, 30, 32, or 35. Oh, geez. Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll say 30. Close. 32. 32. 32 artists and bands performed during these days. All All right. right. Next question is, name the band that performed... That had an animal in its name. Oh, geez. Um, you're going to have to give me some, yeah. some options. Um, this is before my time. This I, is before I, your I know time. music, but um, I'm, I'm trying to think here. I'm, um, um, oh, yeah, okay. That, how about this? How about this? Tough. Instead of giving me options, uh, give me different animals. Different animals. And I'll try and pick the animal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's good. I like that. Um, fish. Lion, dog, or gorilla? Fish, lion, dog, or gorilla? Uh, let's go with uh, uh, fish. You got it. All right. <laughs> Country Joe and the Fish. Okay. A little obscure, but added in here, the band was a psychedelic rock group with lead singer Joseph Allen, Country Joe McDonald, and he was playing with the, the band The Fish. Just Woodstock Just, is kind of yep. thought of as hippies and psychedelic yep. and, and whatnot. How about, do you know who was the first official performer of Woodstock? Oh. 
Do you know, do you know um, who kicked it off? I know I've heard this. Um, can you give me three choices or so? Yeah, let me let me tell you just a bit about it. it. He ended up performing for three hours, mainly because many of the performers who were scheduled after him were having trouble already getting to the venue due to traffic issues. I know who the first act that was signed to Woodstock ah, was. Okay. But, um... Yeah, so he was not scheduled to be the first first guy. Okay. Um, well, Let's see. Let me go to it. Go through the list thing. and then give a, a couple. So these were the performers. These are some of them um, early on. So Arlo Guthrie, Joan Baez, Richie Havens, or Santana. I think it was Havens. It was. Richie Havens did kick it off. Again, he was not scheduled to be the first guy. Yeah. But, um, and they kept having him go. Keep yeah. playing. Yeah. <laughs> Keep playing. <laughs> Uh, do you know the name of the man who owned the land where Woodstock actually took place? Oh, Pretty obscure, man. but he has become somewhat of um, a legend. Just to, for I know he was. A, he I know he's a farmer. Yep. Um, a dairy I, farmer. In dairy fact. farmer. I don't. I don't know his name. Yeah, Max Yeager okay. uh, is a dairy farmer. Was a dairy farmer. He's passed away. He offered six hundred acres of his land for the music festival. Um, and can you imagine nowadays to give up all that to have all these people? I, that's insane. Blasted. And if I remember right, it was very last minute. Yeah, uh, that they were scrambling to find a venue and this guy came in like a month or something before. Yeah. It was about having to deal with a permit and yeah. didn't really have it available. And he more or less, um, offered this up. Um, it says here, however, misconception, the event didn't take place on his farm, but instead on one of the hay fields he owned several miles away, which would be significant if you're a dairy farmer, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily crops, but you got to be able to have your cattle eat. How many people attended the festival? Uh, Hard to know, I, but yeah. an, an estimate. Like a million people. Well, it's, that's the highest. What they say is 400,000, and then that has grown to half a million up to a million. Yeah. And it's crazy if you see some of the footage. How long were the traffic jams leading up to the festival? Long. I heard stories that uh, people... They were so long that they just left their cars and they just yeah, they just, just walked the rest of the way. Yep. <laughs> so I have a couple different facts depending upon who your source is. Uh, I have 17 miles up to this says 20 miles away. Holy cow! Can you imagine? Oh my god! I have 20 miles. How, how I would long? be more mad if I wasn't going to the festival and this was happening. <laughs> yes. Like and you like know, I you're driving along, like, honey, what's going on? <laughs> you know, could not not able to get to your house just like for supper. Yes. You know, like. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. A couple more. Uh, due to the traffic jams of the New York uh, throughway, how many of the highest profile performers, how did many of the highest profile performers get to the festival? Oh, geez. They must have flown in then, huh? Yeah. Helicopter. Not all were so lucky. Some acts didn't get to perform because they, they oh, couldn't get they there. They just couldn't get there. Can you imagine that, too? Like, dang, oh, I'm going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll slot you in day yeah. three. Uh -huh. <laughs> Huh. Um, how much did a bottle of water cost at Woodstock? Mm, um, Any guess? So, uh, a dollar, three dollars, four dollars, or seven dollars. Oh man, I just want to go low ball and say a buck. 
four dollars. Four bucks. Now, here's what here's what you got to know about that. Like that sounds pretty expensive, but a ticket was eighteen dollars for the three days, which is uh, approximately in twenty eighteen dollars a hundred and twenty five dollars. But so $4. but the people who showed up got in free. Well, eventually, because they couldn't, it, they, they couldn't, couldn't keep track. Exactly, yeah. they couldn't keep track of it. So people were just just yeah. coming, and right. they just kept coming. Yeah, and and these are teenagers, young yeah. twenty year olds. But uh, no one's got when when the minimum wage at that time was a dollar sixty. I don't know who has eighteen dollars to be yeah. able to go and listen to music. Okay, last question then: Who was the last performer? Oh, that's uh, a no brainer, Jimi oh, Hendrix. Yes, Jimi Hendrix. I know that one. I know my Jimmy. I know my Jimmy. All right, so here's what we're gonna do, Fodderheads. Little um, unique. Loving this. This is an anniversary episode. Okay? So yeah. here's what that means. What that means for anniversary fodder is really where we're going to briefly talk about the event. But more importantly, we're going to talk about the anniversary and all the different things surrounding that uh, event and the hoopla and the excitement that comes with it. The so aftermath. The aftermath and how yeah. still today, 50 years, there's there's just talk and memories oh, yeah. and news articles and whatever else is, is happening with it did you know anybody that went to woodstock i don't know anyone in fact what i want to do is i need to ask my parents and like in-laws hey yeah. tell me about it right. I mean, what what do you even know and and just just if they know beyond what we all kind of know well and, and how today that it just couldn't happen because of everyone has a phone everyone could document yeah. it. And like then they didn't like it it was purely coming back as just stories yeah from well, that's a four hundred thousand. Still, a heck of a lot of people. Gosh, yeah. If you again watch any little clip of it, to then think about though anyone who uh, they they've seen it through through the movie, yeah. or they talk to people who said, "Yeah, I was there," and it just becomes right. sort of a, a legendary type thing. Well, by the way, I, I do. Uh, I, we never got to it. It wasn't a question, but the first band that was signed on was Creedence Clearwater Revival. So, yeah. in case you're listening and you're wondering who it was, who was, yep. it was, it was CCR. Big, big headline, and that was huge headline. for the festival fair exhibition uh, because it gave them credibility. And then, uh, so once they got them, then all these other bands started signing up. Indeed, uh, but there were a lot of bands that weren't there that probably. I think a lot of people wish were there uh, that said no, and I think they were like, like Zeppelin and Dylan and yeah, um, yeah. So those two come to mind. Yeah, but anyway, so proceed. proceed. <laughs> Let's kick it off. All right. So here's Richie Havens and this song, and he's he's, he's obviously saying freedom multiple times. <laughs> hey, what's the title of that song? Uh, I wonder. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so story goes that he's he's played, he's played all of his songs, and they're like, you got to keep going. Right. You, you got to keep coming up. And, and this song, this last song, Freedom, um, became it went on and on for quite a while and he's ad-libbing he's which is the awesome guitar player and whatnot but he's more or less making up these words on the spot because 
he's he's just finishing it off and he ends <laughs> this is on youtube so you can look it up um it ends he's playing and this goes on for you know about four or five minutes and he finally just gets up he's just, i'm done i got nothing else <laughs> i can't vamp anymore i'm not uh, I'm and not, it's not, so not, awesome yeah. because he literally walks off the stage <laughs> like i i, I got it i'm, I'm out of here <laughs> so the 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 event what what do you know what what have you heard um, you know, like what's what's in your memory bank? At, 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 obviously, we weren't there, but you know what? Wh- why is this stuck around for so well, long? Well, I mean, I know um, it was a it was a magnet for hippies, um, and there was a, just a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. um, constantly. And um, yeah, and the weather was terrible. Um, I'm, you know, mud and and just downpours. Um, you know, uh, the, some performers played i think the end of the first day i remember hearing that was just a downpour this i want to say it's like uh boaz or baez or yeah joan baez is 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 performing there at the end um that you know it was just like they probably were kind of like everything that could go wrong did go wrong and yet this everything still went okay you know like it still was awesome well not that that's a big takeaway so a lot of the event itself is okay so let's not even go 400,000 I'm not yeah. sure I can even quite fathom that but I can I can get I, I think of stadiums I'm just an yeah. athletic guy so from the target field to I think uh, US Bank now holds 65,000 uh-huh. something like that okay so a couple of US banks get you into the hundred so you need a couple yeah. of those, and then you need three more of well, those. Isn't uh, isn't the Rose Bowl? Isn't that like a hundred thousand? Okay, I think that something yeah. like that. So, so four, four of them Rose Bowls. I mean, how far back? Again, Richie Haven starts off and says, "Can you hear me? You, you can you can you hear me back there?" Yeah. Now, I'm not sure. There certainly weren't that many people to begin with. But he's he's just sound check right, and yeah. he's like, "All right, groovy, groovy," and he starts to play, and the people just. Right. Kept coming, and 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 it was about peace, you know. And so, uh, again, that many people, you'd think fights, you'd think you know, hospital, um, and yet it sounds from from what from what I remember and what I learned is that yep. it was relatively peaceful. That people were just having fun, and but <laughs> again, I think some some people attribute that to all the drug use. Yeah. <laughs> That people were too stoned to uh, to fight, but um, but still, like that's that's an accomplishment that it, it, it didn't isn't. end up in this rioting. You know, I, I don't think that could maybe maybe you know in festivals today, maybe it happens. People just want the music, but I don't think I still so. think it's pretty cool. You get that many people all together, and usually well, something tempers fly. Think you know? about how you could even be able to. Obviously, there isn't a stadium large enough, but how. How could you get people in with the right. with their with their food, their right. drink, the restrooms? So they talked about um, throwing, put your garbage, including probably stuff I don't really want to talk about, <laughs> uh, garbage bags, and put it put it in the road, put it in the little oh, street that went through. Yeah, I heard it was a disaster. Easier to pick that all up than to try to go into the fields uh-huh. where all these people are, and it's young families. I mean, little kids. Uh-huh. 
they're they're bathing or I don't know, it's not bathing, but they're in this kind of pondy area. But then imagine all that garbage, and then a downpour, and then it's oh. wet garbage. You know, and just wet people, and just wet people, <laughs> and then people are camping out there, yep. and they're like just stinky, sweaty. Then you're rained on, yep. and then your people are sliding through the mud, and oh gosh, because mm. it was three days, right? Yes, yes. So it, yeah. I mean, so it starts on Friday, and it's supposed to be, you know, the, the, it's kicking off, and, and it actually isn't in Woodstock. It's it's in Bethel, um, which is. 50 miles from Woodstock, New York. So it's out on this field and people are driving. This is why the backup, it's kind of think there's, there's really only one way in. Uh So you can't, it's not just off the interstate and we'll all figure it out. Um, So Bethel, New York, people are driving in. They've got quite a few performers um, slotted to be able to do this from some big names, Jimi Hendrix, um, Janis Joplin, Shauna Nah, Blood, Sweat and Tears, Grateful Dead, Joe Cocker, CCR, etc. And just the excitement of having all these people in one spot. Yeah. But then, just the sheer volume. Can you imagine, too, in 1969, Keith, how do you hear about that? And like, hey, I know. I'm going to get I'm in my go, car, yeah. and I'm just going to drive out there, and we're going we're gonna to crash Word of mouth. Thing. I mean, I mean, it's, it's still, like, young people, I mean, it's still word of mouth, and people know somebody here and there. And So by the time this thing ends, when Jimi Hendrix, who also, he, he was the highest paid um, performer, and he got paid $18,000, so that's about $125,000 today. Mm-hmm. So he's the highest paid performer, but and, and he had in his contract he had to be last okay but this has been going on yeah, and on and on i think that on. was a mistake by the time that he gets left. on there people aren't even around yeah. he's he's on you know like early morning that's yeah. it's like monday morning people at that point like super hungover at that point yeah and just exhausted and wet and ready to go yeah i think i heard he had like twenty five thousand something like that yeah, you know, probably. Which still is a lot of people, but if there were four hundred thousand people there or more, um, but still, I mean, it it would be it. Uh, I mean, it still would be, and it's still Jimi Hendrix, right? So like, yeah. But I can, yeah. Well, and again, well, he doesn't want to be upstage, so no. of course he, he wants to go last. So he's going to be last. So, uh, but again, who, who's there in the wee hours after? It's not only just because it's early, but you're multiple days into this. Well, I, my question was, and maybe, maybe you don't know the answer to this, but where did the performers stay? What, what, what did they do? What were their accommodations yeah. like? Uh, I mean, were they just out in, in the and out of the people too, or did they did, they go to their? Did they have like a trailer at the at the, that no, time? No, in and out. As far as as what I gather, and they came, the they played, and then they left. Yeah, get back on a helicopter. Huh. Interesting. I I think. Yeah. Um, and and just. Uh, they're not knowing at the time even exactly what this was. So, yeah. um, John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival, of just they're flying in on this helicopter, yeah. and he he talks about just being shocked. At, can you imagine again? <laughs> oh, I cannot imagine. Yeah. I've seen a little of this footage now yeah. in anticipation of this this uh, podcast, and thinking about how you'd come over. You overhead know, and see all and, that and see all oh, you get people. so jacked as a performer probably like you just be so pumped S- super cool well, it's kind of like uh, uh you know with the uh, live aid um you know the playing in that stadium holds people yeah that that's a good you know that's a that's a good comparison some of those larger yeah. things like that uh-huh. um didn't really 
didn't really think about some. I, I tried to think about what's the closest. I went to, um, Carden and I went to Lilith Fair. Okay. So just because it was out of Canterbury Downs, I think, before mm-hmm. it was Canterbury Park, doesn't matter. But that we had to go through still security and whatever yeah. and just big open field. There's no, it's just a stage. Right. And you try to get as close as you possibly can. Put your blanket down. Yeah. Just kind of weird. But yeah. again, I don't even know how much that would have been, but let's say 30,000, 40,000, not 400. <laughs> yeah. 400,000 people. That is just unbelievable. So, known for the counterculture, let's, let's kind of wrap up a little bit of the mm-hmm. event itself that you were already talking about it. So, counterculture, probably um, we, we get this idea of the, of the 60s, and it really is the beginning of the 70s. It's, it's kicking off the 70s. We've got Vietnam going on, and we've got a group of people that probably related to some of the drugs and whatnot, but they were there really to be, it is love versus hate. This is about um, thinking that peace will be more important than war. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a connection mm-hmm. into the Vietnam peace and that government, we don't want any of that. Yeah. Let, let's just take care of one another. And, and it is a little flower child type thing. Yeah. But if you can step back and go, wow, those are actually some really neat thoughts right. that people would get together and, and you know, listen it's, to music uh, in that way. It's positive protest. Yes. If you, will, you know, uh, which is pretty cool. What do you know about the movie then? So they make a movie a year later, documentary film. I think most of my it. memories are from clips of the movie, but I don't know that I've actually seen it beginning to end. I, I have not either. Um, and it's exactly that until YouTube and some of the pieces mm-hmm. that obviously have come down the availability recently. But um, so took it and what what's interesting about that is so much music so much footage how do you make that interesting and um that that's what that's what's been done um directed by Michael Wadley I think mm-hmm. um and just took all of this information and, and ran it, it it was a the, uh it was released in the theater um and ran 185 minutes so the director's cut spans 224 minutes and was released in 1994. But taking these different pieces and creating that experience for those yeah. that, that weren't there to feel like, like they were there. So then you're going to get a, a, another kind of a subculture out of the out yes. of main, major culture. So, yeah, and in a short amount of time, he said it came out the year after. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool, too. I, I, I love that. And that's the only yeah. part that I would have ever known, really, is yeah. that scene seen clips i don't know how many years later um, i think for anybody i mean i think it's almost like that's the preferred way right you can still experience it with not having to go well, through yeah. all, all this stuff Wouldn't you it? know i mean like, like yeah I, I love super interesting and, and to yeah. hear these performances like you get the best of yeah and you know, not, like I, go I, through, I can you drink my own water <laughs> i go to the bathroom when <laughs> i want i can eat what i want uh, yeah so so true. So that that's taken on um, sort of a life of its own, uh, and and again probably launching that counterculture idea, um, and and what what then became some protests and things from the late sixties that, mm-hmm. that led into the early seventies. So really popular, so popular that uh, they wanted to bring it back. And do it again. What do you know about Woodstock '99, or ah. even in in anticipation of this 50th anniversary? I, I vaguely have, do you, remember. Have you heard it. about any nope. of that? Even Mm-mm. 
So Woodstock 99 uh, held July 22nd through the 25th in 99, second largest music festival after Woodstock, um, held in upstate New York, uh, this time in Rome, I guess, and attendance was trying to reach that uh, 400,000 over the course of time, but totally different, um, violent, um, yeah. right? almost a 180 yeah. uh cuz you're trying to you're trying to make that thing yeah. happen again right uh and it very little control in, in fact completely out of control allegations of sexual assault and rape looting fires violence i heard i heard it was basically a flop yeah uh and that's really i don't even know who i don't even know who played uh, i'm going to try to look at that I, I i don't really know that's exactly it like who who, who even who bothered even this um, critics particularly praised performance by George Clinton, James Brown, Limpid Skit, Insane Clown Posse, oh, Seven man. Dust, Cheryl Crow, DMX, The Tragically Hip, and Rage Against the Machine. Look at, besides Cheryl Crow, who doesn't really seem to fit in that group. No, not at all. Rage Against or the Machine. Or James Brown. And, yeah, he doesn't really either. <laughs> you went from James Brown to like Insane <laughs> Clown like Posse, like Limpid Skit. <laughs> But it goes on. Violent actions occurred during and after the Saturday night performance by Limp Bizkit. Um And I think I think then that what happened then is a reflection of those of the of the emotions that those bands create. Yeah. You know, and when you when you compare it to the music of you know the '60s, there I mean there were there was differences between the bands, but there was just a totally different vibe that came out of their, that music. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Limp Biscuit, you know, the, those hard, heavy, you know, uh, rock bands like that metal. I mean, that, that is a totally different clientele that oh, you're attracting. Yeah, I, again, think about that in comparison to, uh, people like Jefferson Airplane, Arth Arlo Guthrie, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, um, Joan Baez, uh, Richie Havens, like we've said, the who, Janis Joplin. Oh man, the Who was there too. Yeah, um, oh. Grateful Dead. Um, Shauna Nas a little bit weird that they're in the mix, but anyway, uh, Santana, Sly and the Family oh. Stone. Um, I mean, just just some really good. Either the they were on their yeah, they were on their way, yeah. or this sort of launched them. Uh, the love, love this quick, quick little cut here. So no Beatles because they're breaking up. Mm -hmm. But so Joe Cocker comes on and again rock and roll, and he takes a little help from my friends just but to all that all that music. When you listen to '60s and '70s music, it just it puts you in a totally good mood. Yeah. You know, like there's really oh, I just love that music, and it's and I like the music of you know the '90s, but for a totally different reason. Yeah. You know, and so I don't, it's like, what would you expect in 99? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not going to be what it was. It's, it's just, it's not. No, not, not at all. So 
then that gets us to the 50th anniversary and trying to be able to uh they're not going to do another one well no it was it was just it was canceled it was uh, and it was just fairly recently canceled but the plan was to be able to do it um and and have you know, You'd the, be better off bringing the axe from the original well, one. And I'm exactly <laughs> like the cover bands, you know. That's like, what they wanted to do from from the beginning. Here was that they had proposed bring back some of these groups uh, uh, that were still along. You know, um, John Fogarty still could have performed, or um, Carlos Santana, David Crosby was going to maybe do it. Um, just three Grateful Dead members for me, <laughs> be a part of it or whatever, but um, it ended up being canceled. Uh, couldn't find, couldn't get, deal it with the permits and the costs. And yeah. again, I, I it's just it's just different. It is, and um, I almost and it's not for me. It's not a shame. I'm actually relieved. Yes, you know, and it's kind of like when a really good movie comes out, and you're like. I hope this is a standalone movie, yeah, and then and then they try to duplicate a, a it. Second one, you know. Yeah. So July thirty first, just um, you know, not long ago, about a month ago, um, it was reported uh, canceled. Hmm. It wasn't going to happen, but it was set up to be um, make a make millions of dollars. I mean, uh-huh. again, hard to compare because of yeah. current costs and whatnot. But we wow. just weren't going to do it. Canceled it. Probably. Probably the best decision. I think so. So finally, uh, if you are a Woodstock fan and you want to hear all of this, uh, what has happened is 38 discs, 432 tracks later, oh. you uh, have the definitive collection, um, limited edition collection that documents the historic festival and um, available to someone who wants to pay a lot of money. However, that can't be you. Why? Because those 1,969 individually numbered copies are already all sold out. Gone. They're gone. Well, now i got to find somebody who has I it. I believe it was, uh, the cost was $800. Oh my goodness. Nobody I know has got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not this guy. Um, can you imagine? It's super uh, cool. Yeah. But could you... All that amount is of it, time. Is it all the music from all it's the pretty bands? Much, yeah, it's pretty much it's just from the beginning everything. then because the recording. And super cool, I was listening about it because the recordings were not very good. Not mm, not well yeah. done, the different tracks overlaying um, and whatnot. But uh, this guy has gone back in and he has pulled it all together again <laughs> over the course of all those discs and made it... Um, so it is the live the performances yeah. just remastered. Yes. Oh, that's impressive. It, it don't you think? Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's any other details. The, the other thing that I heard, I heard an interview with him, um, is that they're looking at, I would, he, he didn't call it this, but probably like a best of, right? When you have something that's so large, you just take some pieces yeah. that, even that, what's nice about it is because at the time with the movie and all that, they were narrowing it down to all these artists. You didn't get to hear everybody and there's some really great performances. You get to hear Grateful Dead and actually the Grateful Dead's performance wasn't very good. Hmm. Um, some of the other ones didn't even make the cut hmm. and those were probably the better ones. So super cool hmm. that he was able to find them and pieces were cut um, he tells an interesting story of uh, when they were making the movie and whatnot. They're cutting pieces here and there and splicing them back together. And no one even knew that they had 
uh, not too up on my um, my tapes and whatnot. But when they're pulling it back together, they didn't do it properly, I guess mm-hmm. is what I would say. And so it took them all these years to find the stuff and pull it together um, and be able to come up with this this super, super definitive collection. Gosh, no kidding. Which I think is so, so cool. Again, not really interested in that amount or clearly not the money, but how neat that someone would take mm-hmm. the time and be able to pull that together. Imagine getting it people. all together and you're like missing one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the missing puzzle piece. No! <laughs> Where is Butterfield Blues Band? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I can see that becoming a documentary on itself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're following him around the making of, right? The making of the making of. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is, that's great. So, that's our... Uh, Anniversary style, talking about, uh, in this case, Woodstock. and Some Woodstock fodder for you. Some fodder for you. Uh, and and we appreciate your years. I, I want to say a quick shout out to uh, Logan and Carly, my kids. They are back at college and they're listening to their fodder heads. All right. I know. Well, that's I awesome. That's, that's so great. Your kids so, are awesome. Your kids are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. got to say that. So sh- share, uh, share this with a friend. Subscribe if you're not there. Send us a tweet at uh, hashtag Godfather Podcast or certainly uh, hashtag Fodder Time. We like hashtag uh, Fodder Heads as well. <laughs> uh, and, and let us know. Come back again and uh, lend us your ears. Yeah.